Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. And we have some things to discuss. Yes, we do. And before we jump into the main banquet of events for today's podcast, we would like to remind you, those of you who are on our Teleclasses discussion list may know this already, that we have a free class coming up on Thursday, August 31st. And Lisa can tell us a little bit more about that. It is a comparison of two Braille displays, the Vario Ultra 20 and the Orbit Reader 20. These are two of the lower cost Braille displays available on the market today. And this class would benefit you, I believe, if you are considering purchasing either of these devices or maybe another Braille display altogether because you'll learn about the kinds of criteria that you can use to evaluate whether or not a particular display will meet your needs. So often we purchase things because we find out that someone we know or like or respect has purchased something and we think, oh, well, I think highly of that person. If they like it, I probably will too. And No matter how wonderful that person may be, his or her needs may be totally different than yours. So it's really important to evaluate various aspects of how these displays work and make that decision for yourself. So what I will attempt to do is to compare and contrast these two units and answer questions about them and how they work. And we look forward to talking to all of you on Thursday, August 31st at 9 p.m. Eastern. And to get all the details, you will need to subscribe to our teleclass list. It is a low traffic list. We're not going to spam you. We're basically just sending out reminders and announcements of upcoming classes and events. Hope to see you there. It is a discussion list, too, just so that you yeah, are aware. Yeah, just so you're yes. aware. So it is, you yeah. If you want to chat with one another or you have questions for Lisa that you'd like to ask on the list or questions for any of us about any of the classes that we offer, what have you, you're welcome to ask via the list. And if you want to ask a question there, you're very welcome to do so. So the option to chat with your fellow participants is available just right. the way it's working right now. It's been very low traffic and people aren't very chatty. They're chatty in class, but they aren't necessarily so chatty on the list. <laughs> right. So that's going to be fun. I, for one, have not seen the Orbit, so I'm looking forward to this class and comparing it to my Vario. And you'll find out more information about goodies in class. So we definitely recommend you come and enjoy. And if you know that you have friends who want to sign up for the class, please send them to the page for our teleclasses discussion list that way it just gives us a better idea of who is actually interested so we can kind of get a better idea of numbers and things of that nature it's helpful to us that you just send them to the list to subscribe themselves versus necessarily sharing the phone number and pen with them so that would be very appreciated if you don't mind doing it that way and the link because it is very easy i'll just give it here as well as in the show notes is mysticaccess.com slash teleclasses t-e-l-e C-L-A-S-S-E-S. That will get you to the page to sign up for the discussion list. And you can just enter your email address and you should be good to go. You know, I made the mistake one time of allowing a friend to forward class announcements on to me from another source. 
this was a company, a presenter I didn't know well, and I didn't want to necessarily be on their list. I just wasn't sure. And they were holding some sort of seminar and I really wanted to participate. And so this friend who was already subscribed was just sending me the information and that was great. Well, it came time for the night of the call and they had a problem with their provider and they had to switch gears on a dime and use another number. And my friend was out for the night. So because I was not subscribed, I didn't see the information in time. I ended up having a fair amount of frustration as I kept trying to call and couldn't get through. And then when I did, no one was there. And so really, if I had just subscribed, I would have saved myself that grief. Now, of course, we're not anticipating anything like that. But then again, no one ever does. So if this is something that you want to hear, really subscribing is the best way. And we're not going to reach out and grab hold of you and hold on to you until you make life-changing decisions and spend lots of money and things. It's a very low pressure thing. So come join us. Absolutely. And we hope it's going to be a fun time by all. Just so you guys are aware, and this will segue nicely into our next class-related announcement, we are offering our class via the Zoom platform. So if you've heard of Zoom, it's very accessible. It's very lightweight in terms of software. There are apps for iOS and for Android. You can also use it via Mac or PC, or you can call in via the good old-fashioned phone, and all that information will be available to you in regards to the class, and we're just going to have a nice recording, and it's going to be very, very nice. We do not know if we will be sharing the recording publicly at this stage. It just depends on how the class goes, but again, this is a good reason to be subscribed to the list because we will be sending the recording link to our discussion list. Zoom is a nice way to participate in these classes because it does offer a lot of versatility and a lot of options, and it works really beautifully with talkback, voiceover, and screen readers. So that will be great. And speaking of classes, one more quick class-related announcement for you guys. I am delighted to let you all know that the WordPress class has been hugely popular. I've been very, very pleased with the group of people who has gathered. And I also want to let you guys know that there was kind of a magic number that I had in mind for this class. I really don't want the classes that I offer, particularly the paid classes I offer, to feel like college lectures, particularly when it's a series of classes and we all have the opportunity to get to know one another and I really want to be able to tailor class material to the group of people who signs up for a class. So I really want it to feel cozy and intimate and for people to feel comfortable both asking questions, sharing ideas, letting other people know what they're doing, where they need help, etc, etc. So I did have a magic number in mind for the maximum number of people that I was willing to take for this class. And I didn't mention that earlier because obviously I didn't know how popular this class was going to be necessarily. And it's been very popular and we've reached my magic number. So enrollment for this session of the live course is now closed. I'm not accepting any new registrants. However, we've had a lot of interest in this class <laughs> and we know that some of you are sad and disappointed that you are not in this session. I'm guessing that very early in the new year, there will probably be another live session of this class. And it'll be quite similar to what we're doing now in the session that's just coming up starting on September 6th. What we're going to have by the time you guys have this podcast episode in your hands, we're going to have a system set up. So you're going to go to the product on the site as usual, and you're going to see that it is out of stock. Have no fear, however. What we're going to have available for you is a waiting list. 
So you can actually enter your email address and you will receive an email when the live class is back in stock. So by the time I plan the next session and get it ready to roll for our next enrollment period, and as I said, I don't exactly know when that'll be yet, but I'll definitely keep you guys posted. There will be an email sent to you and you'll say, hey, class is back in stock. And then you'll be able to sign up for class. You'll be able to pay for it. It'll be back in stock on the website. So this way, this will help you to stay more informed as to what's going on, when the next session of the live class is available, etc. So very, very happy with the turnout. Really happy with the group of people who have gathered for this session of class. It's a very diverse group. We have different abilities and I can really tailor this class for that particular group of people. If you missed out this time, have no fear. If you have any confusion, any problems, any questions, contact me, get in touch. I'm happy to answer for you. You can sign up for the waiting list to make sure that your name is on that list so you'll be all ready to sign up. But doors are closed for this session of the Your Website, Your Way WordPress class. So thank you guys so much for your interest. Really pleased and really looking forward to getting started with this class. So to move on to our next topic of discussion, I needed a new couch because my couch was a little old and tired and you know how that works when you have a couch for X amount of years, it just gets worn out. So I ended up getting a chill sack. This is a six foot chill sack. Now a chill sack is a beanbag couch. And what's really cool about your couch these days is it comes in a nice vacuum sealed bag and you basically open the box and you have instructions. It was very, very simple. You have a bag, an outer bag, which is where you're going to sit on. And then you have an inner bag with lining. And that's where all of your foam goes in that you're sitting on. And it decompresses, for lack of a better word, to the full size of the couch. So you leave the thing for, say, 24 to 48 hours, and it will expand and get all puffy and very comfortable. And it's basically an oval-shaped thing. It's not your traditional couch. So there's no back, there's no armrests, but it's really, really cool. I really like it. They're economical too. I was actually surprised how cheap you were able to get a six foot bing bag couch. <laughs> yeah, the couch itself, I believe I paid 176. Now, if you can get a couch for 176, that's pretty good. You can pick your color, you can pick your style, whether you want furry or not, whether you want a five foot, six foot, seven and a half foot. You know, it really depends on your space. And it, again, I've only been able to use it for the past 24 hours, but it's very comfortable. And you are lower to the ground than you would be on a, a regular couch. So one cool advantage to this is you're not going to have your little dust bunnies gathering under the couch because the couch is literally sitting on the floor. And if you're short like I am and your feet don't touch the floor on standard couches, this sounds like it might be ideal. Absolutely, although, it would. <laughs> yeah, although I must confess when you said you got a new couch, I'm picturing a smart home controlled, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> climate controlled couch with usb ports and things um, um yes. no <laughs> it sounds very very sort of retro but very cool because i remember beanbag chairs were all the rage in the 70s yeah they but were not, but they're not beans yeah they're so like foam, yeah. foam pellets these 
These aren't the big styrofoam or, you know, whatever bags of the 70s. <laughs> they right. have, you know, that could rip open edges. and you could eat the beans. Oh, and they did. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And they you know, made no, these are nice. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to mention in terms of bean bags that the technology has improved so much. They can be very chic and very modern and they're not just for your kids anymore. In fact, I just recently did a bit of relocation of my office so that my home office is a little temporarily relocated. <laughs> I'm having some mother daughter time visiting my mom for a couple weeks. And so I'm moving some things there and my office is sort of relocated itself into her back bedroom. So <laughs> that's kind of fun and different. And one of the things I needed in there, because I don't want to just sit on the bed for hours trying to work on the laptop because my back will say, no. So <laughs> I'm not 20 anymore. I can't do that kind of stuff anymore without suffering for it afterwards yep. <laughs> but um so i actually also just recently purchased a bean bag and mine is from a company called cozy sack and i'll put the link in the show notes i actually got a much better deal than amazon has it thank you ebay and got it directly from the manufacturer as well i ordered it it came from miami i ordered it on a monday it came on a thursday the following thursday so that's service with a smile right there it was similar to Chris's experience in terms of setup, take it out of the box, put it into its outer bag. In my case, I got a purple one. It was actually vacuum sealed, so I had to unzip it from a bag that it was in, and it was just a nice zipper bag that somebody can use for something afterwards. Take it out, drop it into its, or roll it into <laughs> its outer bag, you know, of its color that I chose. Zip that up, let it sit and poof for about 48 hours, although mine probably took more like 12 to 15 hours to get really just to its maximum height. I got a forefoot and was really happy with a forefoot. It's very comfortable for one adult on a forefoot. And I'm, I'm not very tall. I'm 5'5 five, five-ish. And it works really well for me. And I think two adults, if they were kind of snuggling, could sit on it very comfortably. It's just very nice. And what I like about mine is it's cylindrical. So think of a big marshmallow shaped like an Alexa, <laughs> like an Echo. It's just very nice. You can sit on it different ways, and it's quite nice off the ground. I just like it. I like the way it's put together. Once you get out of it, you just fluff it and give it a couple of nice fluffs, just like you might your pillow at night, and it poofs itself back up into a nice shape, and it didn't have that, like, nasty foam smell when it came out of the box. Yeah, so I've neither just been did very mine. impressed with it. Yeah, I've been very impressed. I'm very happy. And I think it's going to serve my needs for the next few weeks very nicely in terms of giving me a nice place to sit. So if you're joining us for the WordPress class, you can picture me sitting on my big purple marshmallow as we are in class enjoying my nice, comfy, temporary desk setup. It is fun. They're not just for your kids. They can be, like Lisa said, kind of retro, but also kind of modern. And you can just put them wherever you need them now. And they are heavy, just as a, a piece of knowledge for you guys to know. I know mine weighs about 40 pounds, a little under 40 pounds. I think it's like yeah, 38 or something. Yeah, mine's about 90. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not light. You know, you're, you're going to need a little bit of arm strength to just roll them around. But one person can easily do it. They're just very nice, generally speaking, unless you have motor disabilities that might keep you from being able to roll them around a little bit. You should be fine in terms of moving them, flipping them, rolling them around if you need to, tossing them in a different direction so that you can poof them. It's just fun. And 
you know, I think one reason you might be saying, why are we talking about beanbags on the podcast? Well, not only do we discuss everything in the kitchen sink here, but there really is a technology tie-in, at least to me, for these things. Sometimes if you're in a situation where you're learning a piece of technology or you're struggling with a piece of technology, if you can be in an environment that is conducive to comfort, it really does make it easier to then play with that technology because that's one less strain that you're thinking about. Thinking, gosh, I'm sitting here at my desk. You know, I'm chained to my desk and I can't move. If you're more comfortable, you're automatically more relaxed. And if you're more relaxed, you might be able to think a little more clearly or you might have that hamster wheel going around a little less frantically in your head. So finding a comfy place to use your technology, like one of our beanbags, can be a very helpful tool for the toolbox in helping you to perhaps engage with that technology a little more successfully. I also am living in a temporary situation and it's awkward because the bed is too high for me to sit on so my feet don't touch. And there are just some things you can't do lying down. I never was good at that. I tend to fall asleep. I have a really basic desk chair. It's not very comfortable. So something like this sounds great. The other thing that you can get and use, I have a stability ball. Yes. Now, I can't really use it in front of the desk because the desk right now that I'm using is just a card table. And I'm afraid to roll into the card table or bump it too much when getting up. But I've used the stability ball like just in the middle of the room if I'm just on the phone or something. It really can't be overstressed, I think, too, especially if you spend a lot of time sitting at a desk or doing a computer job that changing positions can just help you. Like with the stability ball, you can move more. But even if you're on a beanbag, you know, let's say that you're someone who has pain, just changing those positions can really help your body as well as your mind. So yeah, I'm thinking I need to look at these things because I didn't know, you know, just about the availability of all this stuff. Maybe I can even find one with USB. There you go, Ooh, Chris. There you go. <laughs> You'd be one of them. Cool. Search, search for USB beanbag chair. I have my doubts though. <laughs> I have my You'd doubts. Pr- you'd probably be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> now, I too have a low tech thing I'm playing with. It's kind of a moderate tech thing, I guess. As I've mentioned here and other places, a friend of mine had a stroke and is in a nursing home. And we're keeping in touch by phone, but it's a little difficult. And since the stroke, using the iPhone has gotten more and more difficult for her, depending on how she's doing that particular day. Some days are fine. Some days I try calling three and four times and she's not able to answer. And I couldn't just get her any phone because if she got stuck, I didn't really have a way to help her. Well, I recently heard about a phone out there made by Samsung, and it's called a Gusto 3. If you're interested, it's Gusto, G-U-S-T-O. And the way that they have it written is then a hyphen, no space, just a hyphen, and the number three. And you will need a little bit of help or a little bit of information getting the speech started on it. But once you do, everything talks. Uh, Right now, the way I have it set up, it's a little too verbose. I mean, you open it and it starts chattering at you. But if you are not an iPhone or an Android kind of person, if you're not into smartphones, that is also kind of a lower tech option to check out. And I think for my friend's situation, it will work. It doesn't have the full keyboard for texting, but she really has kind of stopped texting. She did try in the beginning and it was taking her about an hour to send a basic text. So I don't think she's going to be doing that, but I 
think that just being able to flip open the phone to answer is going to make a huge difference for her. But on kind of general inspection and based on things I've read, if you're looking for a non-smartphone option, this might be something to check out. I'm very happy that these non-smartphone options are still out there and still pretty relatively readily available for people who need them, particularly something like this with speech. It's gratifying to see that there are still options yeah. and there are still things you can get and that they're still relatively readily accessible for people to figure out and operate and configure. Yeah, and fairly low cost too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can buy it from a cell phone company and pay it off, but you're going to pay more. I got this little phone off of eBay for $30. And so if I find that I am wrong and this does not work for her, then it's not a huge investment of money to find that out. Yeah, that's great to know. And it's nice that the option is there in that economical way too that you're not having to spend a small fortune it makes my iphone look so big it's little <laughs> i mean it really is it's it's definitely got the cuteness factor because it really is little it's just it's like the old flip phones you know yeah. and they really were smaller i recently saw my sister's android phone and it almost looks like she's holding an ipad mini up to her face Yeesh. it's like wow no I mean, it's really funny because when phones started out, they were pretty big and then they got really teeny tiny and now yep. they're getting big again. So the pendulum yeah, swings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my parents were delighted to recently discover that you can get smart flip phones. <laughs> so my mom in particular is absolutely thrilled with her like new LG smart flip phone. You know, it's like, woo, cool, check it out. So she's Well, she even this has email and it has a yeah. yeah. Even this has email. It has a browser. It doesn't have apps. You know, you can't put apps on it, but you can still do a fair amount. Now, I haven't explored that. I'm picturing sure. listeners writing and saying, how do you do this? How do you do that? The answer is, I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> we're talking very basic. I'm going to be just setting up the very basics that she's going to need because this is not something I'm going to be using and because she doesn't need it, I'm not going to be delving into all the intricacies, but I know that they do exist, which is very cool. Absolutely. So I have a question for both of you. Yes. Do you guys get mail, like postal mail? Unfortunately. Yes. Snail mail. Yes, unfortunately. Okay, we yes. Do. How many times do you think you wonder when the mail comes. If I have something I'm looking forward to in there all the time. If I'm not looking forward to it, I try and take it out of my mind and maybe not check it for a day or two. <laughs> okay. How about you, Lisa? Well, it depends on where I'm living. Where I am right now, there's a mail slot and there is a little dog. So I know when the mail's coming because I hear, <laughs> rrr, 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 rrr. but in general, yeah, it's like, you've got to check. I mean, my parents had a long driveway with a mailbox at the end of it. And so you know, then especially, you know, when you're a kid, the mail only brings good things. Yes. It brings birthday cards with money. It brings letters from pen pals. It brings or brought books from the library. So I was much more into the mail then, but I also got my exercise because if there was something I was really looking forward to, it meant multiple trips out to the mailbox. And wouldn't that be wonderful if you didn't have to have multiple trips out to the mailbox? I have a feeling this is leading us into a story. <laughs> it kind of is, yes. 
So I'm kind of curious to know when the mail opens because obviously I have outgoing parcels and incoming parcels. And he's our shipper, for those of you who don't know, for Mystic Access. Chris does all our shipping of physical products, so he particularly needs to know this stuff. Yes. So I did some research, and I did some research on this type of thing a few months ago, and I thought, okay, well, this is whatever. It's kind of cool, but, you know, how does this stuff work? Well, basically... I have two of these that I ended up checking out because I wanted to compare one for the other if I like one better than the other. And so I'm going to show you the first one that I have. It's not technically hooked up into the mailbox. So I'm going to go over to the device. This device here plugs into the wall, doesn't run on batteries. It's called MailChime, so it's very easy to remember MailChime. It kind of looks like a little desktop scanner, police scanner. Actually, that's what it looks like to me. And on the right side, there's an antenna. And this thing has really, really, really good range. So if your mailbox is on the street or if your mailbox may be across the street, some of the reviewers were saying, and it's basically two pieces. Let me back up a second. Space, whoops, I backed up. This is what it sounds like when you get mail. And I just hit the reset button to stop. Oh, you can't touch the thing. So I'm trying to touch the receiver part that sits in your house. There's another part that actually goes into the mailbox and that's what I was touching and that's why the alert was going off. So on this device, it plugs into the wall. There's a volume knob on the back and there's a LED light and there's a reset button in front of the LED light. And what happens is when your mailbox opens, you will hear, and we're gonna do this again, that sound. So let's say that you come home and if you had vision, you would be able to see a light that's flashing. You miss the sound, you come in the house and the light is flashing. You can say, oh, there's been mail today. So now you hit the reset button, the light stops. The next time the carrier opens the mail box, you'll hear that alert sound. This one has volume control on it and it's pretty cool. It says that you don't wanna use these in mailboxes that have vertical openings or vertical hinges. Horizontal hinges works well because this one, you would put this piece on your door and when your door flips down, this is gonna activate. Let's check out this other one that I have. This is one is <laughs> called the Lion Defense Wireless Mailbox Chime. And this one plays 52 songs. This one runs on battery. You don't plug it in. You can mount it to the wall. It's, it comes with hardware that you can actually screw to your wall and hang it on your wall. Inside the mailbox, it has two pieces. And when they come apart, that's when you hear the chime. Kind of like if anybody's ever seen a security system or a door window contact, when the window is open or the door is open, the two pieces come apart and then you get the chime or the security system or the alarm goes off. You technically could use this as a little alarm should you want to. Instead of a mailbox alert, you can have it play a tune whenever somebody comes in your back door, for example. But it's got two buttons on it. The top button is the reset button. 
So it does the same thing that the mail chime does, which flashes a light when you have mail in your mailbox. So the idea is that when you get mail out of your mailbox, you go and you hit the reset button and the light stops. Because this runs on battery, for sure, you'd want to remember that or you're going to kill your batteries pretty quick. And it's triple A's? Yes, it's triple A's. It has, for the hardware, to mount it within the mailbox, you can mount it via screws or it comes with two-sided sticky tape. Right now, it's two-sided sticky tape, and that's how that works. So I'm just going to show you what this sounds like. That's going to be my Christmas one. And there's the two buttons. The one is the reset button on the top, and the other one is this chime go-through button that's letting me listen to these chimes. Now, if I press and hold the chime button, which is the lower button, you're gonna reset the thing to its factory settings. So you don't really wanna do that unless you know for sure you want to reset. The button on the top, if you press and hold it, now it's in a setup mode. And then you can pick your chime and you can go to the mailbox and open the mailbox and that's how you set it. So if you wanted to change the tune, you could do it that way. And in order to get out of the configuration, you press and hold that top button again. Now you're out of the configuration. So it gives you that sound to let you know when you're in and out. Unfortunately, it's the same sound, but you know, you're gonna know when you're in the configuration because it's something you have to do. You know that you're gonna wanna change that sound. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave the receiver on the table and I'm going to go outside and I'm going to open the mailbox and we're going to hope that you can hear how it works. And I specifically chose a long song so that I can hear it. It's not going to be something that I'm going to miss. So I'm going to go outside. Of course, my doorbell just detected me, so ignore the motion chime. Now I'm going to open the mailbox. Can you guys hear the sound? Yep. And then I'm going to close the mailbox. And of course it doesn't stop playing the song. Now the song is done and technically the light should be flashing. But again, there are two pieces within the mailbox on this lion setup. And when the mailbox door opens, the two pieces separate and you get the chime. 
and I'm going to press the reset button because I don't want to kill my battery. One really neat thing, not to confuse people, but last year we did a podcast on the Roy Benz musical doorbell. And the reason I'm bringing this up is you can connect your doorbell to this specific chime so that if you had both devices, your doorbell could be this chime and or you could use the plug-in chime of the Roy Benz to get your mailbox notifications. So that's really kind of cool. We just discovered that that actually did work both ways. I activated the button press doorbell to the Lions receiver, and then I activated the mailbox transmitter from the Lion to the Roy Benz receiver that actually does plug into AC power. So I have the best of both worlds. And now I have two receivers. I could put one on one floor, one on the other. I can do what I want with them, which is really kind of neat. And what's nice is with that, your doorbell sound and your mailbox sound do not have to be the same musical melody. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. And it's my understanding by reading the documentation that the light does not flash or stay on for the doorbell. So it's smart enough to know that it's a doorbell versus the mailbox. So that's kind of neat too. That's fun. And what's nice about these is that they're relatively inexpensive if you want one of these mailbox alarms. Yes, the mail chime, I believe, was around $40, and this Lion is about 20 The range on the Lion, you said, wasn't as good it's, as It's the one not on the as good as the one on the mail chime. So if your mailbox is far away, if you have to have your receiver a, a distance away from the mailbox, or if your mailbox is across the street, then you might want to look at the mail chime versus the Lion. Now, the reviewers on Amazon, the MailChime had excellent reviews, and they all said the distance was good on the MailChime. The Lion had horrible reviews. I'm just going to put it out there. And most of their complaints were the distance. But I wanted to check it out and see what it was like. And from where I'm going to eventually mount my chime, I think I'm going to be happy with it. So for me, the, the range isn't really that big of a deal. But... For other people, it may be. Yeah, if I were going to get one for me, because I live on one of those old-fashioned driveways where the mailbox is down at the end of the road, down the hill from the house, <laughs> and you kind of have to give yourself a little hike to get to it. I don't know if either of these would work for me in my situation, particularly seeing as how it's not really line of sight, and it's also down a hill. So, don't know if it would work for me, but I, since I have that Roy Benz doorbell particularly, I sure wish it would. <laughs> yes. So that's fun for those of you who would be interested in having something like that. There are options and they are pretty economical as well. I'd like to make one more announcement before we close this session of the Mystic Access podcast. For those of you who are on our news list, so you get our semi-regular newsletters, definitely stay tuned for the next one that will come out sometime this week. So sometime the same week that you get this podcast probably will be the week that you'll get this. So last week of August going into that first week of September, which is on Friday, you'll get a newsletter and there's going to be a special announcement exclusively for newsletter subscribers. So if you are not a newsletter subscriber and you wish to be, you can subscribe on our website. There is a heading. You can find it that says sign up for exclusive news and discounts or something like that. And you can put your email address in there, sign up. 
join our news list. We're going to have something very special beginning right at the end of, for this month at least, right at the end of August and into the full month of September. So something special that's going to be announced exclusively for our newsletter subscribers. So if you're interested and you're curious, definitely join because we think it's going to be worth your time. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. Bye. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.